Are we? Have we been recording this whole time? We're recording. Of course. <laughs> the temperature clock. Temperature clock. Well, then that's good, because I was going to ask you what an actual clock does, but I didn't, because I didn't realize we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> what does an actual clock do? Tells um, the time. I don't know, Mo. Um, time is made up. Time doesn't exist. It's a figment of our imagination. How can you be early or late by a human construct? Exactly. I mean, like, can you be late for the sun to rise and the moon to fall? Fizz. Buzz. Fizz buzz. I don't know if you've heard the saying, but it's like a Native American indigenous people saying in um america that is in where america in where los estados unidos (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that (laughs) Um, it's like only a white man can you know cut a foot off a bottom of a quilt so to the top and say it's longer in regards to daylight savings I mean, a white man can basically say anything and then somehow people are going to listen. I don't know why. Mm. (laughs) No offense, white men. No, but but haven't you said enough? (laughs) (laughs) Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, also, daylight savings is stupid. Um, Did I see that there's going to be legislation that they're going to get rid of it? Oh, they've been talking about that for years Mm. and like every year i'm like expecting it and then it never happens and i'm Mm. disappointed again and again yeah i don't know if this is just because i come from like a farm town but it would always be a big point of contention that daylight savings was going to confuse the cows i mean it doesn't just confuse the cows it confuses (laughs) everyone but yeah poor old cows yeah we should think of them first (laughs) they are the most important especially in ireland like Oh, yeah. Um, I know you're talking about Kerrygold. good old Chicago, but... Kerrygold, please sponsor us. Kerrygold yeah. butter. <laughs> Grass-fed mm. cows. Full-fat butter. Kerrygold. You can have that one for free, Kerrygold. <laughs> Kerrygold. I'm trying to come up with the new jingle. Kerrygold. Can we harmonize on this? Okay. Kerrygold. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Kerrygold. Kerrygold. Butter. Okay. Kerrygold Limited. Mm-hmm. So Spread it all over your... Butter your buns. Fill in the blank. Hi, I'm Stacy, And I am Mo. And this is... Fizzbuzz podcast. podcast, which is obviously your favorite tech comedy podcast. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and oh, question for the listener: uh, Do you think we sound super professional today? Oh yes. Is that two mics we're using? Two mics. What if we had two microphones? Oh my god, we would sound way more professional than if we had one mic. And you know what we also have? Microphone covers. Microphone covers? They're like blankets for our microphones. Yeah, they look like little beanies. It's they very do. cute. <laughs> it's very, very cute. It's like a big head with a beanie. Yeah. Must be cold outside. Uh, it is in Ireland. 
Always. Always. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, let us know if you like the new sound. Mm. Are we doing ASMR? Are we giving you head tingles? Let us yeah. know. <laughs> it's the new symphony of Stacy and Mo mm. of FBP. It would just be, I feel like coding would be like keyboard typing. So it'd be like, click, 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 click. I do feel like we need a solid like keyboard sound effect. Yeah. I've been looking for one for months now and haven't found a good one. We haven't. We haven't. No, it's so hard. To, like you have to pay for those. Oh. So, you know. Yeah. If anybody wants to hear... <laughs> or if anyone uh, has a mechanical keyboard and you want to send us a sound clip of you typing on your mechanical keyboard, let us know. Yeah, please. We'll take any free sounds. Mm-hmm. We're cheap, as you know. <laughs> cheap date. Cheap dates. <laughs> Just give us a bottle of wine and that's it. Um, Is that our cue? Oh. We're actually not drinking wine today. We're drinking... Mimosas. Mimosas. Ma. Mo-sas. Oh, but um, that was good. I like to use my Mo name in lots of different ways. Mm. Um, so. So. Stacy. Yes. Tell me, what do you like about Ireland this month? Um, so, I was thinking about this, and I think it's actually really cool that um there's so many irish people here i never thought of it that way yeah like no matter where you turn you find like uh, an o'connor or you know an o'rourke and they're all irish. a rory a rory even you know all lots of irish. patrick's lots of patrick's every single person that lives here is irish they're all patties what are the odds i would have never guessed yeah everyone here is irish Except the, like, crazy Americans. Yeah, but they are crazy and they don't count. See, except that we are also Irish because my great, 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 great grandmother was from Ireland. So you're basically a native. I'm basically a native. Do you want to know a secret? I don't... Tell me. I... Okay, listen. Okay, first of all, that is a joke. My favorite thing about Ireland this week (laughs) isn't that it's full of Irish people, even though Irish people are amazing and they're all very nice and friendly. She hates them. No! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But my dad did a DNA test. He did a DNA test and found out that he's 4% Irish, which is, um, I know, like, the aggravating thing because Americans are always rocking up being like, I'm 4%. Irish. So that means I'm Irish. You Any know? citizenship. I'm basically native, even though they don't know anything about like political parties or what it's like to grow up in Ireland or what the leaving cert means or anything like that. You know, any nope. of the basic stuff they don't know. They but don't they're know. 4% Irish, so it counts. So that means I'm 2% Irish. And I just thought that was a really stupid fact and I wanted to share. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear. That's actually. <laughs> That's really fun Isn't to know that you're two percent Irish. Two percent Irish. But what about your mom's side? You might be more percent Irish. No, her side is pretty. Uh, she Polish. Yeah, she's a feisty Polish woman. It's funny because you look Polish. Oh, I think. do yeah. I? Yeah, you do. Oh, I always thought I was kind of like ethnically ambiguous since I have dark hair. Like no one can really suss me. They're like, "Are you Italian? Are you 
I mean, Spanish? you could you? be you could be whatever you want to be. I, suppose. I know. I am a white woman, the most dangerous of the genres. Yeah, it's true. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, you're my 2% real Irish. fact um, that I like about Ireland this month is oh, that wasn't it. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. That was a joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're not two percent Irish? Um, I am. Okay, but so I'm that not is gonna, a fact. It is a fact, but I'm not going to die on that hill. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not going to pretend Guinness is my birthright now. Maybe I will. Anyways, so my real fact is I like the colors of the flag. Oh. The tricolor, as they call it here. Um, I think it's the really holy neat. holy trinity, isn't the it? Ho- uh, no, the green is for the Catholics, the orange is for the Protestant, and then the white is for the peace between them. Yes. Um, we won't get into that, but I think it's neat that they chose red, green, and nope. Orange. Orange, green, and white. Red and orange are basically the same. Yeah, they're basically the same, if you squint. Um, but because, like, I feel like every other flag is red, white, and blue. You know, there's, like, the U.S., the U.K., France, France, uh, Australia, Australia, the Netherlands, um... Like yeah, uh, red, white, and blue is so like blase. Yeah, like Ugh. everyone does that, but not very many people do orange, green, and white. Yeah, I I do. That's that's fun fact, Stacy. I and I I totally forgot the meaning of them. Someone had told me that before, but I'm glad that you reminded me because I think that that's a really important symbolism. That we, you know, see every day, the flags yeah. flown high. And I'm just like, those are good colors. And, you know, they're unique. They're not following the red, white, and blue trend. So, well done, Ireland. I mean, I feel like Ireland is very good about beating to its own drum. Yes. <laughs> we so won't good. go more into that. Yeah. <laughs> There's pros and That's cons, for I another episode. <laughs> another episode, of course. <laughs> So, Mo, tell me, what's your favorite part of Ireland this month? Well, I think a little bit more wholesome, I'd say. But, um, so let's set the scene. It is pissing outside. And that's what the Irish say when it's raining a lot. Yes, and they also say, ah, weather for the ducks. They do say that ducks love the rain for some reason. I've always wondered why, because it's, like, terrible. Anyways... It's raining outside and then it stops. You kind of see the sun come out and you're like, okay, I'm going to go for my walk because there's a 20 minute window um, where I can go for my afternoon walk or whatever. So then you go and then on the sidewalk or the path is what they say. There is about a hundred slugs and snails just squirming around and... You know, they're they're all a little gross. Like, I remember when I first saw them, they were just, like, they're just these little, like, black things. Mm. Like, they're just so weird. They're very plump. Like They're so plump. And they look like if you would, like, squish them, they'd be like... <laughs> like, have you ever watched The Lion King and you know how, like, they, like, uh, like eat the bugs? Timon and Puma eating worms and stuff. Yeah, like, it means no worries. <laughs> yeah. For the rest of your days. That's so, the exact... That's it. That's, that's what, what they're like. like. And I don't know, I just kind of find them adorable. And mm. like you're going on your walk and you're playing hopscotch, trying to not step on them because <laughs> they're everywhere. 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 And like, I don't know, I just think they're kind of cute. So I I enjoy the slugs of Ireland. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. But when I see the slugs, I can always see like they leave like a little trail behind them. <laughs> they do. And it sparkles. 
Have you Does noticed it? that? Yeah, it's kind of glittery. So you always know where a slug has been, but you never know where <laughs> they go. You never know where they go. <laughs> Where's the slug going? Yeah. Where's he been? You know, but you don't know where he goes. Yeah, you know, you know that it was back that way, but yeah. you don't know it's going the other way. Yeah. But I feel like that's a very rose-colored glasses way of looking at what slugs leave behind. <laughs> They're sparkly. It's glittery. It's pretty. And sticky, too. Sticky. Yeah. <laughs> very sticky. But yeah, love a good slug. Slug. So that's my uh, fave thing about Ireland this month, which is great. I love it. Good good old slug and tricolor. Yeah. Feeling, feeling a bit like uh, sluggy today. Hmm. But not the Irish flag. The Irish flag is never sluggish, let me tell you. Nope. Nope. You'll never beat the Irish. No, you won't. No, they will prevail, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not a joke. That's like a real thing. There's a song about it. You'll never beat the Irish. Is that a real song? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I just like to sing, and the old triangle. (laughs) Have I already sang that on this podcast? Um, If it's not the first, it definitely won't be the last. (laughs) I love that song. Right, Mo. So what are we going to talk about today? Today, we are going to talk about empathy. But more specifically, what kind of empathy are we going to talk about? empathetic engineering what hello what does that mean you can engineer with empathy that sounds like you made it up mo (laughs) i mean like i kind of did and i kind of (laughs) didn't you know it's a real thing and then somehow i observed it and then called it that but you know it exists i think in lots of spaces definitely So when we talk about empathy, we're sort of talking about seeing things from another person's point of view, right? Yeah, kind of like getting, having the opportunity to step into that other person's shoes and feel what they're feeling as well. That's that's how I'd consider, like walking a mile in someone else's shoes is a nice metaphor for empathy. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think for this podcast in particular, we kind of see this sort of empathy as covering two bits. Like one is more on a personal level, and then the other is how you apply that to an engineering level. Yeah, like when you're building something versus when you're working with somebody kind of thing. Yes. Exactly. So on a personal level, when you're working in a team full of people, like there's lots of different things that can happen that can affect your emotions or your perceptions and things like that. Like totally because we're all our own people at the end of the day, you know, Um, like things happen to us all the time. Like somebody might get a promotion and you're like, oh, hell yeah, you got a promotion. Good for you. Like you know, I know what that feels like. And like, you can be really excited for them because you're like, wow, that is such a fun, you know, moment to live through and enjoy and everything like that. And then like bad things can happen too. And you're like, oh gosh, this person's really having a hard time. Like I can empathize with that and I'll, you know, give them a break. 
I I agree. Like I think that um, empathy, like working on a team, can be really hard. Mm. Um, and like a big part of empathy is like kind of like that golden rule, especially with working on teams, which is what I like to say: don't be a dick. <laughs> AKA. Do you want yeah. to others treat as... others as you would like to be treated? Exactly. Yes. So, I I think that you know it's one of those things where if you're having a bad day or if something really good happened to you, like you want the people around you on your team and what you're working with to respond in kind, where it's like yes, they're really proud, and then. Oh, they also feel the lows that you're feeling or the struggles um, and that kind of thing. And I also think that like being able to, you know, see someone else like in terms of like a team on an engineering level, you know, I hope that the seniors can look down at me and say, oh, you know, she's still really young in her career and we want to take the extra time to make sure that like, you know, she understands this concept or how can how can we support Mo and making sure that she grows in the proper way. Mm-hmm. But I think that in the inverse, it's important for me, who's still quite new, to have empathy for like senior developers and, you know, say, wow, they must have a lot of pressure and, you know, they have to do, you know, they've worked really hard to get to where they are. And I think that you know, having perspective on both sides to say, like, listen, we're all showing up and doing our best here. And how can we support one another in each of our roles and the places that we're at in our careers? Um, so that's what I kind of like about it. Yeah. Because you can see people for, like, who they are and where they're at. Yeah, a fuller picture. Because I think sometimes in tech it's easy because we're working with computers and computers don't really have emotions you know i am a computer and i love empathy (laughs) (laughs) you know like so um, i am empathetic robot um So, like, empathy you know, bot. empathy bots. So, we're dealing with something that is like a cold, hard machine, and that isn't gonna actually, you know. So, I think it's easy to um, miss the human touch of it. Um, so, and it's definitely important, as you're saying, like when you're working on a team, because I think an empathetic team does better work. It does way better work, cause like you have trust. Mm. when you're empathizing with somebody else and like you know it means it's like we empathize with each other as an example and it means like yes I know Stacy has my back yeah and Stacy knows that I have her back and yeah. like so you can make a mistake without being judged because you're like oh Mo's probably made a mistake so <laughs> I mean allegedly I definitely have <laughs> lot too many of them <laughs> or not because people maybe aren't not. judging me no you maybe know. it's all just opportunities to learn and not mistakes at all yeah exactly uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so definitely like when you're when you have an empathetic team you have a uh, really open environment to work and thrive in. I agree. 
Yeah, I think that that's... And, like, you move faster because you know that, like, these people have your back yes. as well. You can fail faster and learn faster. Precisely. Yeah. Because, like, you know that you can push more, I think, because you're not afraid to fail. Because mm. that you know that you have the support of, like, people to kind of, like, be there to help you, like, pick up the pieces. Yeah, exactly. So, empathetic teams are the best way to be. It is, yeah. I feel like you and I are quite lucky. We have very empathetic teams. Very and like empathetic colleagues. teams, yeah. So, we're we're basically talking out of privilege. Privilege. Um, privilege, personal experience. Yeah, exactly. So, if this is something that you're not experiencing in your life... And, and your job, I think that that's something that you should try to find because it feels really good to have that network of support system where, like, you know people are there to to help you. Um, so, hot tip. When you find that, that's where it's at, <laughs> you know, and and stick with it. Stick with it. Stick with it. Um. Yeah, so I guess then once you have your team established, this kind of moves into our next part, which is how do you then put empathetic values into your product? So like into your engineering. Ooh, yeah. So what does that mean when you have that empathetic team and now we have to actually build something? Yeah, because the idea is you want to start putting yourself into the shoes of the client or your customer. So whatever product or software you're making, you have to think about who's receiving it and how they might, you know, uh, connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, there's different audiences that you might want to account for. Um, So... Like, for example, sometimes your customers might be dyslexic or colorblind. So when you're creating a software that's mostly, you know, text and colors, you might want to pick colors or pick text that is going to be easier for your customers to use the software with. Exactly. And I also think that, like, because at the end of the day, we're we're at a job and 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 we're there to to make something for a business who has hired us and their goal is and this isn't a bad thing to to make money and of course the goal is to sell a a quality product to Mm. to clients and stuff but you know it is to to evolve and make money yeah because it's kind of a weird handshake because on one end you there is that empathy of where you want to erase the disadvantages that your consumers might have and actually make feel people feel understood and looked after. But then there's the other hand of like, well, if we do this, <laughs> we can make money. It's true. And I think that when you build with empathy, you build those connections and your clients feel, as you said, connected uh, with the product, therefore, you make more money. Moolah. Moolala, honey. <laughs> yes, queen. Yeah, and, like, you can see this, I think, for, like, an example of it. Like, Microsoft is starting to make 
gaming controllers for people who have like physical disabilities or maybe Mm -hmm. problems with their hands where they can't hold a regular controller so it's like super great they've got this amazing product that will will now include more people into gaming or give people the opportunity that they haven't had before but then they're also making money exactly and do you think sony is making controllers for people who have disabilities i mean probably no they're not they're not they're not famously not yeah what that's like the whole thing so yeah microsoft is bringing in all the dough oh i know but also it is that sense of like missed opportunity as well um but i think that it goes to show that like having a sense of um putting yourself into the the shoes of your client and saying oh look i can support them Mm. it goes a lot a lot longer and a lot farther than you would expect yeah Yeah. get on it sony oh my god i know you're wasting time damn sony can't let microsoft have the monopoly over everything and all these big companies do. Not that Sony isn't a big company, because it is. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but someone's maybe. probably going to come back to me yeah. and tell me that I'm wrong, and Sony does. No but... offense to Sony, but you're being small-minded. I know. And not making any money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> I don't even know how to come back from that. (laughs) Just roasting Sony. I also think that Mm -hmm. a part of, and and this is kind of moving away from the money side of things, but more on the connection side of things. But as an engineer and my, our, our product people are going to like love me saying this, but I think that like all engineers need to go and talk to clients Mm. and and have understanding of clients and i actually think it makes better engineers and it it makes quicker decisions so i found a lot of the time you know you're you're coding away and then all of a sudden you know a blocker comes up and you're like what am i gonna do does the client want this or this and then it's like okay half the time i have an existential crisis of like (laughs) oh, well, if I have the behavior happen this way, then this would happen. But if I have the behavior go this way, that would happen. Whereas if I just knew what the client would want, which if you talk to them, they very happily tell you. (laughs) They really do. So, you know, you're able to make those decisions quicker and and understand how to fix the problems. and, and you don't have to, like, spend 20 minutes being like, I actually don't know how to yeah. do this. Should I make it red or green? Yeah, yeah exactly. Neither is the, <laughs> usually the answer. <laughs> Neither. They were asking for purple the entire time. They were. Um, yeah, you're dead right. Like, if you can kind of, like, put yourself in the shoes of somebody using your product, you'll definitely be able to make the right decision because, you know, you're thinking like they would think. I agree. So I do think that um, empathy, and I wholeheartedly stand by 
empathy for everything that I do. But I think that at times it can be a double-edged sword. It's not always all rainbows and butterflies. And I think yeah. it's important for us to to Touch have awareness yeah, yeah. Of, of downfalls as well. You're damn right. Because I feel like there's, you know, the two kinds of empathy is like positive and negative. Um, but you might only feel those empathetic feelings towards people who are like you. Like, for instance, Mo, I can be super empathetic towards you because we've had really similar... We're the same person. We're the same person. (laughs) We are just a time warp apart, essentially, you know? So it's like, oh, I understand when you're, like, doing, you know, visa things or traveling to the States. And it's just like, oh, I know what I'm like when I go through those things. It's tough. It's tough. tough. And so, um, you know, so that's super easy. But, you know, I might not understand if somebody's, you know, not having visa problems or not traveling to States, you know, like... It might be harder for me to connect to people if we don't have lots of stuff in common. Yeah, yeah. Something we just ask people to watch out for is to realize that we should try to empathize with everybody, all walks of life, no matter what. Exactly. And I know that it's easier said than done, yeah. of course. Because like, obviously there's going to be some unconscious bias towards things that you don't realize but you know once you kind of start thinking like oh actually this person or this so-and-so actually might have done the same thing I've done um it becomes a lot easier exactly and I think that you know we say this and it's it's also up to us to do the inverse and have empathy for the other people who are different from us as well so it's it's a a challenge that I put on all who are listening to FBP. Mm. Yeah, this week when you're going throughout your day, just think, you know, oh, this person is maybe different from me or think about ways that you actually might have something in common. And I think you'll find that your week will get better. I agree. Yeah, and you'll have more connection and more love and kindness and mm. it'll be great. Fuzzy, warm and fuzzy. But, and then... On that note, <laughs> um, like I feel like empathy can go too far. <laughs> dun dun dun. Can you be too empathetic? Yes, because sometimes, like let's say I'm Mo's boss, and you know Mo's been slacking this whole entire time. I have been on know, Slack. On Slack, even like she's slacking got her notifications off. I haven't talked to her in months. Only to <laughs> Stacy, though. I talked to everybody else on Slack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel left out. Um. <laughs> She's ready to give me a slap on the wrist now. Exactly. Mo, you fired. Jeez, that's not a slap <laughs> on the wrist. That's like a get the F out of here. <laughs> yeah, because I think like, you know, Sometimes you have to have hard conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And these hard conversations have to happen. Like, Mo, your performance is just terrible. But, you know, I can be too empathetic and be like, wow, how would I feel if somebody came up to me and said, Stacy, you suck, you know? Especially because, you know, we're really good friends. Yeah. So for you coming up to me and saying, 
your performance isn't doing as good, you, you're like, oh, but that would hurt her feelings, you know? Yeah. So it's like, maybe I just won't tell her, you know, and she'll just notice when she stops getting paid that she's fired, you know? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And she won't blame me for it kind of thing. That can, but you can see where this is going. That can be very destructive and not um, great. So sometimes you have to be aware that like, you know, that nervousness and um, maybe uncomfortableness that you're feeling is because you have empathy for someone and you kind of know what it's like to be in your shoes, their shoes. You know what it's like to be in your shoes, of course. <laughs> Unless you're having an out-of-body experience. I don't wear shoes, so... Mm, hippie. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. I do love being barefoot. I'm barefoot right now. Oh, you are. So are you. No, you're not. I've got socks on. Like a responsible adult. That's true. It's not completely bare. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I interrupted. Um, no, I think that was basically my point. Like, you know yourself how things feel, but don't let that stop you from having hard conversations because sometimes they have to happen in order to grow. I agree. And I also think that, you know, you might feel empathy on like, oh, this might hurt someone's feelings. But actually... I think that it's more empathetic to have those hard conversations with people because at the end of the day, we also want to make money and we also <laughs> want to grow and you we want to be the best. just out of the joy in your heart? <laughs> I mean, I do. And I do. And you know what? I love software development as well. It's pretty cool. Um, I also like making money. Uh, <laughs> it's weird that you could do both at the same time. You could. You know, dreams do come true. Dream job. I don't dream of labor. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would hope that someone has the empathy enough to me to say, I'm going to have that hard conversation with you because it's going to help you grow. You're going to be a better engineer. You're going to be a better person for this if I talk to you about that. So even though it's tough even though it's not a conversation that necessarily is easy to have Mm. it's worthwhile I think so I think what we're trying to say is strike the balance with with empathy it's always going to be there but make sure to have that awareness of who you're empathizing with which should be everybody but how you're empathizing and and how you know that is relayed, you know, and, and, and that sort of thing. Is that, am I saying that right, Stacey? You're definitely saying that right. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how do I, how do I finish <laughs> how this How do up? we pedal back? <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose um, we're really harping on two things that you can take away from this episode. And what would they be, Mo? Well, I think the first one is, uh, don't be a dick. Yes. And the second one is, make money. Moolala, honey. Uh, uh, uh. So don't be a dick. Make and money. make money. Woo. Well, that's us for FBP, but... FBPF... Uh, what? I'm, I'm having a problem. FBP, episode five. Five? Is five. it five? Oh it's my five. God, it's five. And make sure to send us an email, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. At Fizzbuzz Podcast is the handlebar for all three of those. So Fizzbuzz Podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Podcast at gmail.com, Fizzbuzz Podcast at instagram.com, and Fizzbuzz Podcast at twitter.com. Twitter.com. Thebomb.com, baby. What a millennial thing of you to say. Is it? Is yeah. that a millennial thing? I got called Chugi for saying that the other day. What does that mean? <laughs> 
Uh, it's a long story. <laughs> it's a slang that Gen Z use now for describing millennial aesthetic chuggy. It's like chevron and that weird font that we put on like tumblers and stuff. And um, what else is chuggy? Uh, farmhouse decor. Oh yeah, well that's gross. Skinny I'm not jeans. that kind of millennial. Skinny jeans and side parts, that kind of thing. Oh, I do love skinny jeans. I is that a millennial thing? Yeah, apparently skinny jeans are out, and if you or wear skinny jeans, you're old. Oh. I'm happily being old right now wearing my skinny jeans. I know, skinny jeans are the way it goes. Um, well, good to know. What was yeah. the word again? Bomb.com. Oh, chewy. I, <laughs> I was like, I know that one. Because <laughs> I'm a millennial. <laughs> Chuggy. C-H-E-U-G-Y. Like I'm Chewy. chewing Maggie. I oh, <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> that was <laughs> as soon as it came out it was like <laughs> we're not you Gen Z people are weird yeah I don't know go wear your baggy pants and leave me alone I do love a baggy pant but anyway anyway don't be a dick and make money yeah baby we okay. love you so much Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. You're all the best. Chat to you soon. Okay. Bye.